Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A minute ago, we were talking to somebody on KDWB who said she's a former party girl, and now she's a mom. She's got a three-year-old baby, and she misses her old identity. It's like, oh, I love being a mom. I always wanted to have a family, and I got a kid, and that's great. But I want to be able to go out and be... I. She feels like now she's just a mom. Yeah. And she wants to go out and, and what she say, like make out in the back of a car in the exchange parking lot or meet guys or whatever. Well, I think, I don't know if she wants, I think she's married. So I don't think she wants to do that. Okay. All right. She misses enough. the thrill of the lifestyle, I think. Um, a bunch of text messages really quick. Don't get me wrong, says this one at KDWB1. That's our short code. Don't get me wrong. I miss playing strip beer pong in the basement with a bunch of drunks, but I'm also 32 years old now. And I got responsibility, so I don't have time for that. I think that's true. We miss doing the things we did when we were 18 or 24 mm-hmm. years old. But you also don't want to be the stupid-looking older person <laughs> still playing drunken strip beer pong in the basement. This one says I'm a stepmom. And when I started dating my now husband eight years ago, I committed to being a stepmom. But I still sometimes feel like I wish my husband and I didn't have kids. Recently, though, we made friends with our kids' fast-pitched parents, and it's so true. All the parents want to party, and then the kids play together. It seriously changed my outlook, and now I'm able to get that fixed by partying with the parents. Bob was right. A lot of people were blasting Bob, saying Bob doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, No judgment to this woman. Loss of self-identity is huge. It doesn't matter if it's a party identifier or whatever identity it is. I'm a newer mom whose identity is wrapped in my, uh, my successes in music and sports. Now, after having a kid... I feel like I'm not good at anything anymore. Aww, I hate that you feel like that. You shouldn't feel like that. I wonder if that's one of the things like you don't see about having a kid. You know, you don't see like, okay, I know I'm going to be sore. I know I'm going to be tired. I know I'm going to be busy. But I wonder if it's one of those things that you don't see as sneaking up on you. Then you have a kid and all of a sudden you're a mom mm-hmm. before you're really anything else. Yeah. I mean, you are. That is the reality of it. You can still be yourself. I think that one of the key things is, is, which I've said for a long time, is having, if you can, I know not everyone is fortunate enough to have a great partner, but if you can choose a good partner, then you will still, I think, be able to be yourself a lot of the time, but still the top, for me, I feel like my top priority is Olive, but I still get to do the things I love because I have a very supportive partner. True, yeah, and I think one thing to go back a little bit, one thing that I've always said is, you are not going to see your partner grow up when you have when you have a baby. So if you get pregnant with a dummy, mm-hmm. he's probably going to be a dummy for the rest of your relationship, your life together. Because they yeah, sure there's some guys be like, yeah, now I'm a dad. I got to grow up. I got to sell my motorcycle. I got to stop yeah. going to the casino, whatever. But a lot of guys there, if he's a tool now don't have a baby with him. (laughs) That's just, I mean, it's like, Dave, I can have sex with her. Sure you can. I can't tell you what to do, but just, you know, you're going to pay for it if you do later. Uh, Thanks for all the text messages on that one. We're going to get you $1,000 right now to pay for baby stuff. 
or stuff for you or whatever you want to do. Here comes your keyword to enter online. 101.3 KDWB has your shot at $1,000 now. Just enter this nationwide keyword on KDWB.com. Green. That's green. Enter it now at KDWB.com. Easiest way to win $1,000 right now. It costs nothing to enter. Go to KDWB.com. Enter the keyword green. It'll ask for your phone number and like email so we can get a hold of you if you are selected. And we'll call you within an hour or so. So make sure you answer your phone. The keyword is green. Fallon's going to do a deep dive behind the scenes. Remember like the like uh, pop-up videos? Remember yeah. pop-up videos? Oh, yeah. It's kind of like the radio version of pop-up videos, but actually nothing like it. Yeah. We're looking to party on someone's boat this summer, so if you got the hookup, hit us up at 53921. The Dave Bryant Show on 101.3 KDWB. Today's song is a song about heartbreak. Today's deep dive is on Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball on KDWB. I came in like a now, Miley had no part in writing this, but there was very real emotion behind it. She doesn't necessarily admit it was about her breakup with Liam Hemsworth, but that's what people speculate. A lot of songwriters write specifically for an artist and try to relate to their specific circumstance, but that wasn't the case here. The lyric was written by the Detroit singer and songwriter Mozella. She had just gone through a devastating breakup and channeled that into the song. It happened to sync perfectly with what was going on in Miley Cyrus's life, but... This song was not intended for Miley originally. This song was for Beyonce. But when it was finished, Mozella suggested they send it to Miley Cyrus, deeming her a better fit. The music for the chorus came from a writing session with Mozella and a guitarist, songwriter, and producer at a New York studio. The song then came together in a single songwriting session that took place September 24th, 2012. She worked with Sharbeck, a British songwriter who famously helped James Blunt write You're Beautiful, and a Canadian composer whose credits include Celine Dion's A New Day Will Come. In an interview, they said Mozella was extremely emotional that day. She was very frail because she had broken off her wedding during that week. She almost didn't end up making a session. Wrecking Ball in every way is about her toxic relationship and then the courage to say, I can't go through with this. We all wanted a strong metaphor as a title and we were throwing out words. I remember kind of shyly putting up my hand and saying, what about Wrecking Ball? And they all went, yeah, Wrecking Ball, that sounds good. And Miley was super excited to be able to show off her vocal chops on this power ballad. She said, we were inspired by One Republic in the way Timbaland used to do those big ballads. Miley also has a lot to say about the famous music video where she is naked swinging on a wrecking ball. It's my worst nightmare, that being played at my funeral. And she said she wasn't thinking of her relationship when she cried in that video. She said, sadly, she had just lost her dog. So she channeled that to bring those emotions to the music video. Whether or not this song is about Liam Hemsworth, she did say she wanted this song to say F you to someone that broke her heart and hopes that they'll keep hearing it for the rest of their life on the radio. Today's Deep Dive was on Wrecking Ball. Deep Dive on KDWB. Nice job, Fally B. Sunday, two big things are going on. The Twins game and then Fallon throwing out the first pitch. But I want to take you back when you were a kid. Sunday dinner when you were a kid. Sunday dinner when you were a kid. I'm asking this on Facebook on Dave Ryan KDWB. What was your Sunday dinner, the Sunday dinner growing up back in the day? And I'm going to tell you, I got a bunch of comments on this one because a lot of people remember their Sunday dinner back in the day. Uh, For example, Mary says, roast potatoes, gravy, veggies. My dad's not coleslaw, coleslaw. It was the best in a dessert. Um, uh, this one, 
Diane says a full dinner of pot roast, beef or pork, chicken, mashed potatoes and gravy, vegetables, biscuits or dinner rolls. Uh, Bree, who used to be an intern here, she says going to grandma and grandpa's every Sunday for breakfast and dinner with all my aunts and uncles and cousins. What was your Sunday night dinner when you were a kid? Um, for a short time, we would do it at my grandma's and it was always spaghetti, but I don't, mm. we didn't do that forever. We did that for like, I remember the very early years of my life and then it didn't happen anymore. Uh, Webster Ford says liver and onions. I am sorry to hear that. Maybe it was a good memory <laughs> for you. Joni says chicken and dumplings. David said we'd always do breakfast for supper on Sundays. Eggs, hash browns, bacon or sausage, toast, jelly. Delightful. But they say it wasn't the best meal. Oh. Okay, Jenny, what was your uh, Sunday night uh, traditional dinner? We did have a traditional dinner, but we did do your typical waffles or buttermilk pancakes after church for Sunday lunch brunchy time. So my mom's famous buttermilk pancakes. Oh, my gosh. I've made best. your mom's pan- buttermilk pan- yeah. pancakes before. You give me that recipe. We used to always go to either Bonanza or Furs Cafeteria which was affordable for a family that had a lot of kids and not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were all cafeteria style. So we'd go in and the back then steaks were like cheap. And uh, and then I would always get like the Salisbury steak with the mashed potatoes and brown gravy. Yeah. And uh, I never wanted to go. Mom and dad were always like, you just got home from church. Leave your church clothes on. We're going to dinner. And I'm like, no, I want to <laughs> go play. Anyway, it's on my Facebook page, Dave Ryan, KWB. If you want to check that one out. We ready to do Dave's Dirt? Let's do it. Let's do it right now on KDWB. Adding zero value to your life. Dave's Dirt on 101.3 KDWB. More celebrities being accused of using Ozempic. I don't think, does it matter? I guess it's like, okay, they lost weight. They're people that maybe weren't always naturally skinny. If they're all of a sudden very skinny, people assume now it's Ozempic. Back in the day, let's be honest, it was like, that it was probably some kind of disordered eating. People would assume there would be a drug addiction, but now everyone assumes it's Ozempic because it's so popular. Well, I think the problem is it creates a shortage of Ozempic, the drug, for people who actually need it. That is what they've said, and I wonder if that's still the case. I don't know, but um, so the latest people, they're saying that Jessica Simpson, but she flat out denies it, um, and then Christina Hendricks, she was the star of Mad Men. She was always like the very large-chested Woman, she just posted a photo of herself in a little black dress. Looks a lot thinner than usual. Peaceful people, of course, are accusing her of using Ozempic. She hasn't responded yet. I don't think it's a... As long as they're not taking it from someone, I don't think it's a shameful thing. Like, I feel like some people get so awkward about admitting they had Botox or different things, and I don't think it's that shameful to admit it. I'm going to disagree because I think that up until a month ago, there absolutely was a shortage. There might still be. people, And there might still be. I don't know now. But the people who have lost weight started taking it when there was a shortage. So, in other words, anybody who's thin now has been taking it for a few months. And it's usually privileged, wealthy people Mm -hmm. because they're the ones who can afford the prescription and maybe find a doctor who will prescribe it to them. So, I'm going to guess that's part of the complaint because more privileged and then saying, oh, I lost it naturally or I took Ozempic. What are you going to do about it? I know that there are is more than one drug that has kind of the same effect. They have different names. So it's like, I think it's kind of similar to Ozempic. And I will say, I, the only reason I wonder if it's not a shortage thing anymore is because there's someone I follow on Instagram and she's kind of sharing her journey through it. And she's she used to be on a radio show. She's very public. And she definitely was did not fall into a category of, um, I would say, aggressive obesity mm-hmm. or diabetes. So... I feel like she, to come forward and talk about it publicly, 
it must be in a safe space where you won't be attacked because yeah, of the shortage. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to find something. It was about in like March or April that there was a shortage. But as recently as, yeah, March 22, it is a type 2 diabetes drug popularized by TikTok trends and celebrity use for its off-label use for weight loss. This so, person said, I, they texted in, I take Ozempic for diabetes and I still struggle to find it. Okay, so there's your answer. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. wonder if like the other ones that aren't labeled Ozempic have different names. Maybe those don't because I think the one that the girl I was talking about, it's not Ozempic she's taking. But it still is definitely a very serious thing. I'm sure because it's so popular, it'll easily be accessible to everyone very soon without shortages. Uh, Britney Spears, she is really upset because she was smacked across the face by a security guard. Uh, it's for an NBA player. His name's Victor. And she went up to tap him on the shoulder. She wanted a picture. His security card, security guard reportedly backhanded her, knocked her sunglasses off. She fell over. She did file a police report. The 19-year-old basketball player then did like a press conference, I think about other things, and they asked him about it. And he was kind of like laughing about it. He said she grabbed him from behind. She's like, no, I tapped your shoulder. And this is uh, someone talking to a witness from TMZ. When Wemby and his entourage were heading into the restaurant, there was a fan who afterwards we found out was Britney Spears was approaching them with a British accent saying, excuse me, sir, excuse me, sir. And just kept trying to go towards him. That's when Britney sort of infiltrated her way into this circle and started to put her hand on his back shoulder or his back because he's pretty tall. So towards his back. And then that's when the bodyguard just turned around, slapped her across the face, and knocked off her sunglasses. We mentioned what happens when you hire somebody who's untrained and inexperienced to do anything, especially if something is potentially risky as a bodyguard. I would not want a pilot who's like, yeah, you know what? I think I can do this. Or an Uber driver who's like, I've never really driven a car before. Looks pretty easy. Yeah. It looks like any idiot can be a bodyguard as long as they're tall and imposing. But here's somebody who obviously wasn't trained to de-escalate or handle a fan. Yeah. And they and backhanding any fan, but especially a five foot four small woman. Yeah. Come on. I know. Uh, new music came out today. Taylor Swift dropped her Taylor's version of Speak Now. This is a vault track. And a lot of people find this. Uh, this is like, she, just so you know, she has vault tracks like Haley Williams, a Paramore, Fall Out Boy, and then a couple others. But this one seems to be everyone's favorite. something kind of interesting uh this is not really a celebrity story and that's fine uh this is a doordash driver lashes out at a customer after a five dollar tip thank you um i just want to say it's a nice house for a five dollar tip <laughs> you're welcome i've seen that video and what do you think i think it's ridiculous because it's to he she tipped 20 percent, and isn't that what's expected of a lot of DoorDash drivers. Is Some DoorDash drivers don't get any tip at all. Right. They, they just don't. And I saw that the total, I think, was 21, so that's even more than 20% at $5. So just because they live in a big house, you expect to get, what, like a $10 tip on 21? I don't know. I yeah. think that he got a 20% tip, so I think that he was in the wrong there. I hate when people videotape things in hope of catching something that they can post on TikTok. They didn't videotape. That's it was on their DoorDash door cam. Oh, it was on their door cam. Yeah, okay, she gosh. wasn't... Well, yeah. how did she get the door cam when she... Anytime w- you get a notification, your camera records So the woman that didn't tip was the one No, who- she tipped. Okay. 
She did tip a $5 tip. Listen again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Here it comes. Thank you. Um, I just want to say it's a nice house for a $5 tip. So her total, according to the TikTok, because I've seen this, and maybe maybe I have my information wrong, but it said that the order was $21 and she gave him a $5 tip. No, I get that. I get that. But why would the guy owns the house, right? No, the guy that guy was the, the guy delivery was the driver. Okay, so the woman owns the house. Mm-hmm. So she's the one that had the ring access. Yep. Mm-hmm. Why would she post anything that makes her look bad or is she trying to make the driver look bad? I don't, she's trying to make the driver look bad because okay, good, I do think she it should. makes it look, I do think it makes him look bad because he's being a jerk about getting he is a 20% a tip. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that at all. It's like, okay, you know what? Maybe you took a long time. I don't know. It's like yeah. Carson door dashes, and I'd say probably half the time he does not get a tip. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't Carson, know. if you're up, it's time to go door dash. <laughs> you need to make some money. All right, we'll be back. Um, actually, we're not going yeah, we anywhere. Gotta... Let's give away some twins tickets right now. Twins are playing Sunday. Who are they playing anyway? Do we I know? I believe the Orioles. Okay. Orioles. Orioles. Is that how you say it? Orioles. 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 Hard not word the to Oreos. Say. Not the Orioles. <laughs> well, I know there's an L. I'm not that dumb, but I'm saying it's uh, Oriole is a weird, hard word to say. Oh, it's a bird. Yeah. It's a bird. It's also the nickname of the Osseo High School, Osseo Orioles. Yeah. Yeah. True story. Um, if you want to go, then uh, let's get you on the phone, 651-989-KDWB, to get you your tickets. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.